Chin-a-boo. Dear Great. listeners, this is the second time we're recording the intro to this episode, which is going to become a theme in the next few episodes. <laughs> so enjoy that. Take two electric boogaloo. Yeah, Liam, say things. I'm done. I've done my bit. <laughs> <laughs> It'll never be hard, but I've done it. <laughs> so, um, what did we start off with? Uh, right, okay, yeah, first of all, I, I, I'm assuming you can only hear two of our voices. That is not because Jim's mic is not recording. It's because, well, technically it is because he's not here. Um, we've had a few mishaps over the last week or so. Um, <laughs> that, is, that is being nice. <laughs> so, dear listeners, you heard us with our talk about episode last week when Jim couldn't make it because of his Wi-Fi connection. Uh, but mm-hmm. we had recorded um, the next, next and final two episodes of season three, which were going to be. Uh, do, can I say? Yeah. 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 Which were going to be a music video review. <laughs> Can I say, sorry, Liam, this is our thing. We can say whatever we want. That's true. We don't have a producer, really. <laughs> if anything, our producer's Jim, if he keeps on fucking up these recordings. He's getting taken off the air. <laughs> um, so, yeah, so we'd recorded a, a music reviewing epi- a music video reviewing episode uh, followed by Jim's music history episode, uh, both in the same night, and both were particularly, uh, particularly very good episodes. Mm. <laughs> Fucking we, we, almost as good as the word you tried to say there. I know, <laughs> but it was it was a really nice way to round off season three, and then lo and behold, shenanigans start happening. First of all, uh, we get a message from Jim saying, "Sorry guys, but I've accidentally deleted the entire two recordings." At which point. I hadn't even noticed the the chat at this point, so it was just uh, Dougal and Jim. And how how hectic was that? Um, well, it, yeah, it was it was quite hectic. I mean, uh, Jim Jim has this thing, right? We'll level with you. We'll level with you. When Jim does something like this, which this isn't the first time this has happened, um, it you know he yeah. instantly assumes that we hate him. And that's it. He just instantly assumes that we're no longer friends mm-hmm. because of this little thing. So you have to. So while I'm chatting to him, trying to say, you know, like, okay, thinking in my head, when are we going to plan a new one? When are we going to redo it? Have you looked in your recycling bin? I didn't mean to be a dick. I just, you know, <laughs> I, we've we've learned how Jim is with technology as we've been doing this podcast. So I thought it was nice to check. Yeah, Jim doesn't do technology. Technology and Jim are two separate entities. It is a wonder that he's not had to buy a new laptop at this point, really, because I thought that fucker would have been out the window at least once. So you have to you have to sort of do this careful balance of saying it's okay while trying to figure it out and also being a little bit pissed off that we've done a couple of episodes and we have to do them again. And it's like, oh, we don't have to do them again, but we will because we've committed to this fucking like blocks of four actual episodes we planned in between the now 11 episodes that we've put out that aren't part of those four episodes or those (laughs) 12 episodes which is ridiculous as well in season three we had planned to do 12 episodes and this with this one it means we'll have done 23 so we've literally doubled it (laughs) but anyway yeah so jim fucked up yeah. Um, if any of you are long time listeners, you might remember, I think it was our second or third episode where we all sound rather pished. 
because we all went out and had a socially distanced pint in the park after Jim had recorded through the wrong microphone. (laughs) So, So, uh, if anything, it's a wee bit of a throwback to our our, uh, beginnings. But um, oh, was that? It was great though because Jim then went through the trouble of paying for and downloading and trying to run a, a file recovery software which cost him £50 yeah which is insane I could have told him way before he did, like even considered buying it that it wouldn't work <laughs> so and that's, that's also the most money like Pardon? active in the chat when he <laughs> said these things because I was just like fucking try it mate if we don't have to do this again yeah so that that obviously didn't work and 50 pounds is the most amount of money that we've spent on this podcast i think apart from apple music which we still owe double money for <laughs> we'll talk about it when we're off there <laughs> um <laughs> but that was fine and we came up with a kind of solution where we would re-record the music video one entirely and instead of re-recording jim's music history he would maybe kind of try and tackle it a different way which we're yet to see if that's going to happen, so we won't divulge too much until after. I am fully committed to having to re-record the music history at this point. <laughs> to be honest, I think it might. I'd, I've got doubts. I'm excited to hear it. I yeah. think it'll be really funny if Jim's bits are all like canned laughter and stuff yeah. like that. that he's been in. <laughs> be great. But yeah, so we decided we would re-record this week those two episodes, uh, and. We couldn't do it on Thursday because Dougal was doing his last day at, uh, at his old job. Mm-hmm. Um, congratulations for leaving your one of three of your jobs. Thank you very much. If you want anything, I won't say where I worked, but if you want anything regarding any animals in your house, I have no idea anymore. <laughs> I animals have learned how to house. catch fish. Yeah, yeah. Do you like that's that? Good. Yeah. That's yeah. Good. <laughs> <laughs> If you know, um, you know, listeners, dear <laughs> listeners. <laughs> uh, if you've got two brain cells to rub together, you can probably work out. <laughs> Hopefully, you know, work out. If you if you can listen to us bullshitting like this for an hour, then you you know you've mm. lost those two brain cells probably. <laughs> True. By the time you're done, we um, certainly do every time we record. <laughs> um. So yeah. So we decided we would re-record today. But unfortunately, mm. Jim couldn't make it today either. So you've got another banging uh, Dougal and Liam. Liam and Dougal talk a bit. Hey! And obviously Ooh. after last time, if you've listened to the last week's episode, you might notice we were a bit underprepared. We didn't have anything planned. We sort of were um, flat out on our horses. Now this time we've had, what, three or four days to plan for this, and I think I have less than I last de- time. I definitely have less, yeah. So, you know, when we start speaking about the Muppets again, you'll know we've run out of ideas. <laughs> no, it's, uh, it's yeah, it, it, you know, it is what it is. We're trying to drive you through to the end of season three, but things keep on getting in our way. Season yeah. three was meant to finish in December, just to give yeah. you a wee update of how we're doing running a podcast. Not very well. We're just running at the same times as lockdown, to be honest. Yeah. When we get a lockdown, we'll move on to season four. Well, when we get out of lockdown, we're just going to, you know, have... It'll be just easier to edit. We can bash out four in a night. That's going to be the fun thing. That's going to be great. Bash out four in a night, and then the next day, die. 
<laughs> <laughs> and you know, when we bash out those four, if we're all in the same room, it means that Jim can't fuck up the four that we've bashed out as well, which is really nice. Taking that out of his hands is going to be nice. We'll just That's why I've signed up for a vaccine. Just so that Jim doesn't need to record his own shit. We'll just chuck in a wee disclaimer here as well. We do love you, Jim. And it's not all we your do. fault. No. We're joshing. <laughs> joshing. Yeah. Taking the mick. Well, there's yeah. a good starting point. Idioms that ha- is it is that an idiom? Taking the mick, yeah. Yeah. That have names in them. I can't think okay. of any more. <laughs> um, well, it's sorta of, it's a bit Cockney rhyming slang as well, but Hank Marvin has made it from mm. Cockney rhyming slang into being an idiom these days. Yeah. Um I don't know why Hank comes in, because I get, you know, Hank Marvin starving all that, but Cockney mm. rhyming slang's weird like that though, you know. How, where does the association game work with it? Yeah, I've always wondered that because like, sometimes someone will just say something and then someone will be like, that's Cockney, Cockney rhyming slang. And unless you know, then you're not going to know. Yeah. As far as I'm aware. Yeah, I think Because there, there's no way that your brain's going to make that jump yeah. straight away unless you already know roughly. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, one of my favourite Cockney rhyming slangs actually is, uh, is you burk that they use in Mighty Bush quite a lot. Um, because I, I was just like, that's that's quite a funny name to call people. It's like, oh, you burk. And it turns out it's actually bur- uh, it's actually Cockney rhyming slang and the full phrase is Berkeley Hunt. Yeah, yeah, that's the one I know. I was thinking about that. I just trying to figure out what one meant. You yeah. know, cunt. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Berkeley so, Hunt. Berkeley Hunt. <laughs> yeah, how did that come about? <laughs> who decided... Well, Cockneys, obviously. But which ones of them, you know? Exactly. Where does it all begin? <laughs> it was in uh, the Garden of Eden. All right? Long summer night. Yep. Adam and Eve relaxing, chilling out. The snake was there in the background doing his wee thing. You know, like snakes do. And I worked at Animals in Your House. <laughs> so, um, and yeah they were just you know there was none to do they were the only two humans in the world they couldn't go around and see their pals because their pals didn't exist yet so they decided that they would make up some rhyming slangs and it's stuck since then it's a well known <laughs> fact that Adam and Eve were from you know London so uh, well Garden of Eden is actually Cockney rhyming slang as well uh, what is it Cockney Rhyming Slang for? Uh, Croydon. <laughs> yeah, Croydon. That's, uh, that's where Garden of Eden originally was. <laughs> if you go to Croydon, you can still see the original Garden of Eden. <laughs> and if we have any listeners from Croydon, thank you for your time. and uh, Thanks for listening so far. We understand that you want to stop now. <laughs> But yeah, I mean, maybe we should say this is talk about. I don't know if we'd mentioned that before. Well, not really. No. Uh, you sort of just started speaking about <laughs> idioms, which lasted two seconds. Then we went into Cockney rhyming slang. Bit of a stupid story bashing religion, and then bing, bang, bong, we're out there saying cunt. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to Dougal and Liam's talk about. <laughs> Let's bring back the cunt counter. 
<laughs> hey, three a day. <laughs> well, four if you count your Burke, you know. Yeah, yeah. Do we actually do? Did we get any emails about sponsors? Um, well, I yeah, I didn't want to tell you about it to be yeah. honest, because I actually think we like I've got some money coming in, and it's oh, really? um yeah. So it's um, it's a bit of a cop out sponsorship. I'm not gonna lie, mm-hmm. but you know he feels bad. So this week's podcast is sponsored by Jim. <laughs> so, cheers, this, cheers, Jim! Thanks for sponsoring the podcast. We um, sent him our receipts. <laughs> so the, the the money coming in from Jim. Is that just the money that he like his part of the money that he owes you for Apple? No, um, it's extra. It's extra. It's extra. Yeah. Oh, big money bags, Jim. So because obviously he's, um, dear listeners, you'll find out a bit about our process just now. Jim's editing this one together because you know he can't be here for it. Mm-hmm. So and he doesn't have a job, so fuck knows why he's busy. But he's <laughs> sorry, Jim. <laughs> 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 so uh yeah he's um he's uh offered and i'll say this now put it on the record he doesn't need to cut it out it's a bit of a dick move if he cuts it out i think if i'm listening to this mm-hmm. shows a lack of commitment to the podcast he said he'd sponsor us and we have to send him our bills for what we drink for the next hour uh so i don't know about you but i've already had 10 pints <laughs> yeah no i've had a a bottle of disarono and uh two two bottles of Camden Hells. Why yeah, why did I why did I go for, you know, pint pint fucking <laughs> a pint of Heineken? I'm not I, I'm not having a pint of Heineken. I'm sitting sipping on Dom Perignon like a bastard. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, yeah, so Jim will be expecting full refunds. <laughs> mm-hmm. Thank you for sponsoring our podcast. I literally had nothing else in my head when Liam asked me. It works. So, <laughs> so Jim it is. Thank you. <laughs> On with the show! Yes, we made been, it there. It's only been 15 minutes. We'll get some sort of content out of the next half hour. I need to have a look to see if I've got um, something to say. Uh, we've done my bit. Rag on Jim was one of my notes for today. So that's handy. That one's done. Uh, customer service rolls. I am out of it. I'm done. Yeah, I've left left the old job at the at the undisclosed location mm-hmm. and now I'm a free man I don't deal with customers face on I deal with parents and students and that's it now and pardon me Ooh, hello and you <laughs> cunts <laughs> I deal with I deal with in my jobs I deal with you people um, and when I say you people I mean Jim and Liam Mm-hmm. nothing else and you know the students are a lecture and their parents essentially fucking <laughs> lovely how shit is working in customer service just on a scale of 1 to 10 I mean working in customer service has to be one of the worst jobs in terms of the amount of stress that happens in a day I feel mm. like I feel like there's a lot of customer jobs that you can get away with not talking to customers ergo your old bar job yeah where you well, I would walk in and you would be sitting on your phone at the bar 
and a customer would be like, have you got this? And, you, and then instead of saying anything, you would just wave your hand at the shelf. <laughs> <laughs> Which I thought was genius. But unfortunately, uh, for the last three, three and a bit years, I've been working in a full-on retail job with lots of customers. And I'm not going to name any names because I know some people from work listen to this and I don't want to get in trouble. <laughs> but um, it is... It's tough sometimes because there's some people who will just not give a customer a second look, which should be the attitude that I would... Sorry, that is the attitude I would like to have. But I'm a sucker for if someone comes up, I'll just turn around and be like total, just like nice Disney face kind of <laughs> like kind of style. What, do you, do you break into song? <laughs> oh, you need a can of peaches while they're over here. You know what? That actually might make it better. <laughs> um, you know, there was a day, um, Pao Yun, friend of the podcast. Sorry to interrupt your story. Um, in uh, the the Mexican restaurant that I used to work in, which I won't give its name, but I'll I'll say it in English and call it the Iguanas. Mm-hmm. And it was the it's on you know it's in Edinburgh, and we used to like in the mornings play some musical songs while we're getting ready. And then when people came in, we always had this fantasy of just singing Be Our Guest to everyone that came in. <laughs> oh, that would be amazing. <laughs> but then my favourite thing, the best thing i ever done to you in, was uh, I'd just started, I'd just heard about the Book of Mormon. It was about the time it came out and all that. Mm-hmm. And it was like, oh, fuck, this is actually really good. I think it came out for a wee while and I just avoided it. Mm-hmm. And Ewan was the manager on shift. Mm-hmm. And was downstairs in the office, so I would go to the host desk and call him and play hello from the Book of Mormon through my phone and just leave <laughs> it there and walk away. <laughs> and I did this about 20 times in one shift before he, he came up and was like, you need to fucking stop. <laughs> I've so got funny. shit to do. People are trying to call the restaurant to go, what are you doing? <laughs> That's amazing. Carry on um, with your story. So yeah, so I found myself in a job I used to, well, I used to work in the kind of the area, the place that I work at, where it was just putting things on a shelf, and mm. just it's mind numbing, and mm. you just go in and you just do it, do your job, talk to customers, and then leave, and that was all right for a wee bit, but I I missed using my brain at work, it, like at least like when I was working bars and stuff, I had to do maths and all that, and I had to work out what was going to happen at the end of the shift and stuff like that. Um, but now I find myself in a job that I actually really do like in the same uh, the same work. But it's not te- it's not really a customer facing role. But oh my god, do I have to deal with a lot of customers? <laughs> <laughs> I thought I'd escaped it. I thought you know what I can just go about counting things because I'm doing stock management now. Uh, I can just go about counting things. I can write all my stuff down and just walk about the shop and just it's a lot of fun. But it turns out because I do that. I know where most of the things are, so now I have other colleagues coming up to me and asking me for other uh, for customers where stuff is. So not only am I doing their job, but I'm doing my job, and then I've got the customers coming up to me as well, like directly. And I'm just, oh, some of the some of the people that have been coming in recently have been getting very very easily upset about the new layout of where I work. Um, because we're changing the entire layout right now 
and so everything's moved and it's not where it has been for the past however many years are they doing that in all of them no just ours uh, all the undisclosed locations (laughs) Um, what asda yes asda asda shite (laughs) Um, but yeah no it's just our ones getting refitted and the amount of complaints that we've had and now it's just getting to the point where when they're talking to me i'm just like look yeah i i've no i've no clue where this is Mm -hmm. Uh, um but i can try and find it for you and then they're just like no it's okay i was like why come ask me <laughs> what was what was your goal here? If when I say that I don't know where it is, that you're instantly just like, no, I don't need it anymore. <laughs> That's a very good point, actually. I don't know where it is. Okay, bye. Do you not? I could look. Do you not still need it? It doesn't exist. It clearly doesn't exist. You're looking for olive oil, mate. It does exist. Let me tell you. <laughs> One of the, the funniest things that I saw during the, the the first lockdown was when they introduced the queues outside the outside the supermarkets. And you would have people coming all the way around this massive queue waiting there for about maybe 20, 30 minutes maximum. And they would get to the front and they would get told, sorry, you can only have one person from each household enter the store. And there'd be two of them there. And that would just piss them off so much that they would just then refuse to shop in the store even though they've waited for 20 minutes to get in mm-hmm. and then they're going to have to go to another supermarket where they're going to have to queue outside to then get told that both of them can't go in again and I just didn't understand it I I, I mean the, this is the reason one of the reasons why I decided fuck this if I don't need to do it anymore I won't um, during, during the old second lockdown of the pandemic here um, as is everywhere, basically. Um, we had the whole reduced one person from one household until recently where it's like, when I went back from the last two weeks, everyone had decided they didn't give a fuck anymore. So <laughs> it was much easier. But like uh, up, until, up until that point, honestly, you're standing there at the door, people come in. Um, you know, and it was really there was uh, there were a lot of people not getting it and just not following the rules. And the poor security guard that they had on the door was just copping abuse left, right, and center. He'd even been called the N word by people because they wow. couldn't come in, which is fucking like you know, of so just how fucking stu like what sort of person <laughs> literally. <laughs> I, I lost all sense of words there, didn't I? What sort? It's because I'm angry it's, about this. It's horrific. What sort of person can't go into the shop with their wife and decides to racially abuse someone? Like, fuck the fuck off. Not on. Anyway, joy, more joyous stories. So I walked into work on one Sunday and it had been a bad morning for them, clearly, because my boss had passive-aggressively put out about 20 signs out the front of the shop that said you can only shop one person, one person. In the... <laughs> Literally, there were none of these on the Saturday when I was in. On the Sunday, 20 of these in every aisle. They were literally stuck up on the end of every aisle. It was fucking hilarious. I was like, that is top-notch passive aggression, and I'm very proud of you. But people would just cut flack at you. You've worked the door a couple of times during it, haven't you? Yeah, I've worked the door. Um, it's actually... I never really got anything too bad 
are a few people no. um, who flaunted the fact that they had a lanyard that meant that they didn't need to wear a mask. Ah, the ones you can buy online easily. <laughs> the ones that you can ask at the the um, customer service desk and they give you it because we're supposed to hand it out to people who ask it, who actually need it. Because those those lanyards are actually meant for the staff to be able to spot someone who might need additional help. But then people yeah. worked out very quickly that if you have one of those lanyards, you don't need to wear a mask. You won't. Your mouth won't get sweaty for two minutes. Thank mm. God. Cunts. <laughs> Just wear a fucking mask. It's not hard. You know what I mean? Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> to be fair, though, disability can be invisible and you can't judge a book by its cover. Yeah. You can't, you can't. You're entirely right, but some people definitely take the piss with it. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I was working the doors at Pets at Home, and I literally... I, Animals you know, and houses. <laughs> I was working the door at... And I don't give a shit if you knew where I worked, actually. It's fine. <laughs> Keep it in, Jim. It's all good. Animals and houses. That was a funny joke, and now you've got the punchline. Well done, everyone. We made it here. 26 minutes in. So I was, <laughs> I was working the door, and the amount of abuse you caught, just for like saying, you know, okay, so one of his, only one of his can come in, sorry, one adult from each household. Well, why is there three of them in? Well, because you'll notice that two of the people that are with their mum are five, and we can't legally tell them to wait outside, can we? <laughs> you know, it's just one rule for you and one rule for someone else, isn't it? Well, yes, because, you know, both of them aren't in their 40s, so like fucking calm the fuck down. And then, honestly, people coming in, well, he needs to come in. Why does he need to come in? Because I can't lift this by myself. Well, you got two options here, love. One, speak to the people who work in the shop. They'll give you a hand. Secondly, you can give him your card if you're paying for it. You can tell him what to get. And he can go in and lift it himself. He doesn't need you to direct him there. I'm sure he's got more than one brain cell in his head so he can go, you go, you need that dog food. He can walk there, pick it up and pay by himself. But apparently not for a lot of these. And nine times out of ten with these people, sorry... That yeah. went. Oh, I need my husband. In. I need my. I need my friend, my husband, in, to lift that for me. And I go, look, you know, only one adult can come in, but they can go in, or you can go in, and I'll get some of the staff to help you out. Never did they just send their husband in. So <laughs> you know, there's, there's a, they must have been thick as mints, to be honest. But the, a lot of these people are old enough to remember when people used to write down lists for people to go to the shop. Mm. Like, I mean that that was even in our time. It's it's only been recently that people just do it on their phones or don't even bother. Really, yeah. like everyone would always have a list. So mm. I don't understand the oh, but he won't know what to buy. And I was just like, we'll write it down for him, <laughs> text him it. <laughs> you, you got to remember as well. A lot of these people are old enough to actually be of quite serious risk to the virus that we're trying to help them not get by doing these rules. <laughs> so you know they could maybe. They could maybe try and just be a bit more thankful that we were, you know, all you were doing. I wasn't doing it for my own joy as much as I do enjoy telling people they can't come into the place I work. Mm. Um, that's why I ran a pub because I quite enjoyed that. Sorry, no, not today. <laughs> but like, you know, I didn't. I don't go out my way to do it. Fuck that. Like, it's, it's more pressure and more shite on me than it's worth. Yeah. But I, I mean, absolutely though. There, there's been some shiters. There's been some absolute nightmares. Uh, coming into the shops but there's also a lot of people who have been very very understanding and have like as soon as you say something they're just like yeah no absolutely 
it's the same as the years working in bars man nine times out of ten your customers are fucking sound the problem is you always remember that one out of ten they're the ones that stick in your head but most people obviously have been brilliant and look at how we're doing with second lockdown yada 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 thank you dear listeners i'm sure you're the people who are doing brilliantly shall we talk do you have something you want to bring up we've been speaking for 29 minutes and covered nothing so. Well, I've got one more thing to say about that. I have one story from uh, not too not too long ago, in recent memory, uh, where there was two pensioners, uh, each walking different uh, different um, directions down the aisle, and one of them stops the other one and says, "Excuse me, why aren't you wearing a mask?" And the other pensioner turns around and says, "What does it matter to you? Eat shit," and then walked off. And it was the best thing that I've ever seen. <laughs> These two women, like, like between the ages of 60 and 70, and one of them just tells the other one to eat shit. <laughs> it's not what you expect, is it? From a pension out, it turns out, just eat shit. <laughs> All right. Brilliant. To be honest, if I was standing on the door, finish on this, and I said, only, you know, only one of you can come in and, you know, you've got to wear a mask and one of them and they both just turned to me and went eat shit and walked in I'd be like let them in <laughs> over the headset just let them do what they do I've, they've earned my respect by being abusive <laughs> to me apparently but <laughs> anyway enough of enough of that we've yep. we got we got the mileage out of that we got one more thing to talk about and then we could wrap up for the day <laughs> disclaimer by the way guys I love my job and uh, there's nothing wrong with my place of work in the slightest just got to get that out there in case anyone listens to this from work. <laughs> uh, disclaimer, I, uh, you know, come at me, guys, I used to work at, work mm. with. Shaito, not a shaito, <laughs> lovely place. Never mind, don't come at me. Uh, I just don't work there anymore and don't care. <laughs> so one thing I wanted to talk about was craft beers. Because I'm now very, very right on the fence with it. I used to hate them. Um, because I really don't like that kind of like citrusy flavour that you get but not all craft beers have that citrusy flavour just the vast majority but recently I've started to enjoy them I was sitting having a couple the other night and I was just like you know what it's not half bad but I can't tell if it's that I'm getting used to it or it actually does taste nice and it's just like I'm now appreciating a different palate it is a nice taste yeah Mm -hmm. in what you're saying your palate might change and all that yeah, because obviously, like your palate changes as you grow up uh, with food, and I'm assuming alcohol is the same. Like I won't drink half the shit I used to drink, but craft beers just always made me bulk. But even I suppose like Innocent Gun and Hop House both have a fairly, and I'm drinking Hop House now actually. They both have like a fairly citrusy flavour for a lager. Mhm, mhm. Innocent Gun, I've got four Innocent Guns for later, mm. and some craft beers. Uh, I, I, I adore craft beers always have it's sort of been a bonding thing with me and my dad mm-hmm. shouts to my dad who probably hasn't listened to this because <laughs> you know his son gets drunk and says fucking cunt a lot so it's not worth <laughs> listening to <laughs> but no uh, like you know it's I, I've always loved it it's been a good bonding with me and my dad we said he gets he's always for like the last eight years had craft beers delivered from a company called Beer 52 mm-hmm which do do really good craft beers <laughs> do, do. that you won't find in it which do really good craft beers that you t- you can't find in the supermarkets and shit like that so they're awesome I get them delivered now as well mm. and 
Ah, you get some good interesting taste. You get some that are fucking god awful. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, it's been a nice bonding experience with my dad. Just like you know, we pour half each, sitting to try them out, talk about mm-hmm. them, and whenever we go out, it's like you know, go to a bar like the Red Squirrel um, yep. in Edinburgh, uh, which is a great craft beer bar, um, and stuff like that. Then uh, you know, try out a couple of different ones on the taps, and you mm-hmm. get to you know be that wanker who goes, "Oh, can I get a little taster of that? A little <laughs> taster of that?" And because I used to work there, I get away with it, so it's fine. You know? <laughs> um, but yeah, it's, I, I fucking I love craft beer. I think it's yeah. um, I know I know how much Jim hates it, so it's good that he's not here for this chat because <laughs> uh, you know <laughs> I don't want to rag on Jim too much, but you know Heineken's as craft beer as Jim goes. So like, <laughs> yeah, but, no, it's, it's it's interesting because I've never tried. I, I've never gone out to like Red Squirrel or um, Hanging Bat was one I was going to mention. Mm-hmm. Um, Good one as and well. Asked for a taste because I always get up, up and there's always like a massive queue, and so then I get there and I panic and I just order one and then that's what I'm drinking for the next half an hour. No. Um, but I would, I feel like it would be quite fun to have a day out and just like taste a few and then see which ones you like and then actually have a wee drink. Well, mate, when the pubs are back, I'll take you on a wee craft bar crawl. That you know, would be good. I can't remember the name of the hotel, Moxie or something like that. It's a new hotel that's opening in Morningside. Yes, because there, there's one near Aberdeen or something as well, or just outside yeah. Edinburgh. So there's apparently uh, going to be a super nice uh, rooftop beer garden, craft beer oh, in fantastic. that. Fantastic. Um, my cousin runs it, so. <laughs> oh really? Yeah. So uh, me and my dad were speaking about. Well, that's the tab paid for anyway. <laughs> Sorted. Hiya. Fantastic. You all right? <laughs> um, but hey, we'll go out and try a few because it is fun. There's some great in Edinburgh's got Scotland in, in particular has some really nice beers going about. Um, we mm-hmm. ice. Uh, I'm near Belfield Brewery, which is they've got some nice beers there. A bloody great place, good beer garden, sound as fuck people as well. I've been going there since you know lockdown. Since lockdown number one, folks, I've been <laughs> at that place with uh, old MJ Supplies before he was big. <laughs> <laughs> Whose name shall not be mentioned further on this podcast, always. <laughs> uh, and yeah brilliant really nice beers as well not too like I don't I, I get what you mean I quite like a citrusy beer these days mm-hmm. but there's some it's the ones that are sour and yeah. the guys I used to work with in the wedding venue and stuff they loved in the caves I don't care if you know where it was uh, they, they were because <laughs> I'm not saying anything bad about the people so it's fine uh, they were like they loved a lot of sours and sour beers and yeah oh, it was like just every time I take one, I'm like, mm. I just want to throw up. It's fucking disgusting. Yeah, it is weird though because you know what? Like thinking back, there is so many craft beers that I do actually like, and I'm just, I'm just focusing it on the citrusy ones because a lot of them are citrusy. But Modern Hells is potentially my favourite pint next to Saint Mungo's. Yeah, Tempest, uh, Tempest Brewing do good beers mm-hmm. as well. Long White Cloud, a bit more citrusy, but that. That bad boy gets you fucked. Yeah. Which is good. Uh, there's a brewery called Windswept as well, and their Blondale and uh, some of the darker ones as well are so, so nice. And 
yeah I, I used to drink them all the time I suppose yeah. so I probably do like a lot of craft beers I just yeah. kind of blanket them with oh they're all citrusy <laughs> I've made my own uh, I've made my own beer before my own craft mm-hmm. beer before yeah Innes and Gun Taproom uh, up Lothian Road oh. do, uh, do the brewing and me my dad got us it for my birthday or Christmas or something so we went out and did it uh, fucking hilarious day brilliant you get like you get to brew your own beer you get to um, get you get food on the house you get like four or five tasters by the time you're done you are shit faced <laughs> while you're you know and then you have to go through and stir this boiling hot liquid that's gonna turn into beer so you're like paired with other people we were paired with these two from England uh, I, can't, I can't for the life of me remember their names but brilliant people as well good laugh we were having a good chat a good laugh stirring the beers stirring the shit and when you had to like mash it down and all that like you know taking the piss <laughs> out of each other doing it having a good laugh and then sorry uh, sorry what's that as I had uh, just the mental image of Danny DeVito saying she's mashing it mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm not going to say what I was about to say uh, so. sorry what were you going to say yeah so you know you're you're doing all this shit and then we uh, mm. we wound up making a porter because they like darker beers we were more like wanting to do like a pale ale or something like that so that was sort of a happy medium Mm-hmm. You know, and basically they say this is the sort of recommended ingredients but you can put up to a kilo more um, grains and stuff in it and then they said and this one gives it the alcohol content and we went cool a kilo more of that <laughs> uh, and then yeah a couple of weeks later when I got it it was fucking lovely actually a really nice beer uh, it was a porter we called it Stevie Stevie Porter Stevie which I think Porter. is brilliant that's I agree. Uh, I love going. I love going to these places and doing shit like that as well. It's good fun. I'd like to go to a few more. I'd like to. I'd like to go through to the barn in uh, Belfield, uh, Belfield Beer Garden, and like just stir the beer for them. That'd be the ideal job. I'd love to just go and like stir beer for a living for a couple of months. Just you know, listen to music, fucking going for it, having a good time, everything. Yeah, you know what I would like to do? Um, the the wine, the, the grape stomping for wine. Mm. You know, like Sideshow Bob, just take my take my shoes yeah. off and just stamping some grapes for a few hours. Yeah. I'd like to go, I'd li- I love wine tasting. You've done wine tasting, haven't you? I don't think I have, actually. May We've done it, well, so this is the story. The first time, one of the first times I ever got properly pished and came home to my folks. I was 17. And I'd started working uh, in, uh, I probably can't say the actual name of it, but it's a very famous chain of restaurants to serve peri-peri chicken. (laughs) To be, so you won't know, obviously, there's a lot of them out there. Um, Armando's, we'll call it Armando's, (laughs) and it'll be fine. So I was working in Armando's, and I was 17. And we were doing, our last day was tasting the wine. Mm -hmm. Now, not legal for me to drink but absolutely fine because no licensing officers were coming in and the doors were locked and I was 17 and going fucking yes give me this wine you had to write tasting notes because there was going to be tests and shit on it Mm -hmm. man by the last one my tasting notes were basically fucking like a signature like you couldn't tell what the fuck I was saying and I was sitting right in the middle and they put bottles of wine on each side and they just kept on making their way into me so we 17 year old me 
was sitting there fucking hammered. I remember going home and the Scottish football was on and just lying there on the couch next to my It's just like, <laughs> just don't worry about it. Don't worry about it. Everyone else went into Exo across the road in Aberdeen and I, um, yeah, I was 17. I wasn't going to try that. I wasn't feeling so ballsy that night because I was fucking steaming from the wine. But <laughs> fucking lovely day. I've done wine tra- tastings a great few times. There was one when I was working with a pal Nick's, uh, Nicky, good friend of the podcast mm-hmm. um, as well. Love Nicky bits. You know, shout out, first shout out for Nicky, which is nice. Shout out to Nicky. And um, yeah, she, me and her, when we were working at Red Squirrel, went to this wine tasting and the guy who did it was the most pretentious cunt. Like, <laughs> he was on it, he was sitting there spitting it out and all that going... And just if you want to get the full flavour, you'll spit out the wine, and we're going, we're going free wine. Are we not going to spit this out? <laughs> Are you supposed to spit it out? Is that a thing? Because I know that like, you do the. That's the whole wine tasting thing. Like you, I get it. You swirl it. You get to see the legs. You see the alcohol sort of density in it, and then you take mm. a sip. And whatever that you know that sort of stuff, like sort of. Jim's going to hate that when he's edited. Ah, can't wait that's why i fucking did it <laughs> uh, forget he can hear those bits as well <laughs> um yeah so you're like slurping it away and then this guy was like spitting it out and by the time he'd spat out his first glass going and what taste what flavors did you get we were pouring ourselves our second glass of it so like, by the end i remember one line one wine and uh it was like the ninth or tenth wine we tasted we were fucking blurred at this point and he was like, so, I think you'll find this sort of wine, it comes, it's got grape, it's got some plum flavours in there, and it's really, it's quite a nice, heavy, dark wine. Everyone take a sip. I'm like, fuck, better, like, pour some more in to actually just take a sip when he tells me to now. <laughs> Write your notes. So take a sip, and he's like, now, what flavours do you get to it? And because he said plum earlier, I just shouted plum at him. So I was like, plum! And then turned away, and he was like, oh, anything else? Oh no no I've lost him. <laughs> yeah, fucking right you have. I can't be arsed with you. <laughs> hey, plum, you fucker. A oh. oh, wine tasting's great. I'd love to go on like a fancy beer tasting with you and Jim. I think it'd be fucking hilarious if we got pretentious people and us in the room. I think we might have to live stream the podcast from it. Just to see that would be fucking. <laughs> Halfway through, Jim's asking for a tenant. <laughs> You're sitting there going, "There's too much lime in this," and I'm just, I'm trying to make, but I'm trying to star the beer in the background. Like. <laughs> we could invest in some of uh, those handheld Zoom recorders, can yeah. uh, Zoom H ones. Yeah, I'll have yeah. them hooked up and then go to go to that and just record the entire evening. Hidden cameras. <laughs> <laughs> And then 20 minutes later, realise it's a bad idea for us to have hidden cameras and switch it off. <laughs> Jim's just throwing glasses at the floor. <laughs> <laughs> Jim, stop it. You're not Donkey Kong. I keep on telling you, man. Um, yeah, so that's that's craft beers done. Yeah, well, we need a third one for the title, so... <laughs> Why do we never get through, like, this is the same with the last one we did. Hey, yeah. you edited it. I haven't listened to it yet. They were like, we got through about four things. <laughs> when we Even when we all do it together, we get through eight. <laughs> like, you know. Yeah. The last one was banging, though. Jim cut this bit out. 
Episode I'm excited to listen to it. I've got a good binge of Tuna Boot to do. I'm going to do it one day on a walk. Yeah, um, no, I need to do that as well. You got anything? Yeah, I. This is. I was listening to another podcast, mm-hmm. Heathen, that I am, called The Froth, which is the Rod Gilbert podcast, okay, where they yeah. speak about news that doesn't really matter. Mm-hmm. And they were speaking about um, this award for the worst written sex scene. Uh-huh. in a novel and I can't remember who what, but it's like it's horrific it's, it's so bad <laughs> like you know he grabbed her vibrating fucking celery stick <laughs> <laughs> rubbed it ferociously until it was burnt like it's fucking chucking on all the adjectives yeah it's 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 you know tosser nonsense essentially for someone yeah. trying to write a funny it's basically every every page of 50 shades of gray but mm-hmm. in this sort of one little bits of book and i was thinking about it, and then they got into a conversation about how you would write a woman's breast and what you would call it if you were writing it yeah what would you call it if you were writing a writing like you know right a, a sexy novel yeah so he stared at I'd, her probably bosom Bosom's good, yeah. Mm. But you know, <laughs> he but, stared at her as they. <laughs> she stared at her and she looked back halfway down her body, a rabbit in the headlights. <laughs> <laughs> I can imagine there's quite a few books, though, that try to. that try to create up their own analogies for things. I don't know, like. Uh, like a couple of lettuces in a shopping bag. <laughs> lettuces. <laughs> Leafy and pert. <laughs> Don't squeeze them too hard or they might bruise. <laughs> but like, it's ridiculous. And then, I can't remember who it was. Uh, it wasn't uh, Sean Clifford, but it was, I think they got someone on who was a novelist who was nominated for... Mm-hmm. One of the like one of the uh, she's been nominated for a different award, but was speaking about the sex awards. Like, do you know them? Do you yeah. know about this or sex awards? And she was like, "Yes, I do." And then she was speaking about it, and it's like, well, you know, speaking about what a guy would call it. And why don't you know? Why don't why don't the why do why do guys have to basically feel like we need to do this sort of <laughs> ridiculous thing when we're writing because. You know, a you probably don't need the sex scene in there anyway. That's mm-hmm. just being, uh, that's Fortuitous. just trying to get that in. But <laughs> you know, like you know, if you're gonna describe breasts, you could always speak to a woman as well and chat to them about what they would call it. Yeah, that might that... give you a better, better. <laughs> like we could chat about it all day. We can call them fun things forever. You know, we can call them the glistening caps of Antarctica or whatever you like. But like. We could... <laughs> Yeah, I do. I do feel like if you're, if you're a guy trying to write about, um, like female, uh, kind of stuff, you need to you need to be slightly clued up, and the only way to be slightly clued up is by talking to women. Well, the the, the thing in general with writing, really, if there's any aspiring writers who, for any reason, have decided to listen to our podcast, because all three of all three of us on the podcast are genuinely writers, we just you know. We decide to talk shite amongst ourselves instead of 
pushing forward in their writing <laughs> career sometimes. Um, yeah, if you're struggling for dialogue, talk to people. Mm. It's not it's not a big revelation, but talk to people because that's when you the way you find out how people talk is you talk to people. It's not a hard it's not a hard thing to think about, but it's so it is crucial in your mm. writing. If you want to write something realistic, you have to have that, you know, you have to have that voice and that voice comes from somewhere. If you're yeah. a bloke trying to write a main protagonist who's, you know, female or transgender or whatever, a gender that you aren't, talk to the people who are that gender so you know how they speak. Absolutely. So you know how someone speaks so you can make it realistic and yeah. not a stereotype of someone and offend people basically yeah. you know that, that, that's the thing and it, it just comes down to do your research mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's like don't just make stuff up <laughs> as much as writers we like to think we just make stuff up there is a bit of research that goes into it even if it is just chatting yeah that's what my old uh, lecturer at the at uni did that's what she said to us go out and just listen you know when you're walking down the street listen to how people take chat out an earphone and listen to people talking yeah. as you walk down and you'll find out more about how people speak and be able to write characters that are actual people as opposed to characters that are characters yeah mm-hmm. uh, if any of my students listen to this this is the best bit of advice I've given you so far <laughs> and I might say it in a class at one point well that's the thing <laughs> by the way I hope when you go into class you are repping the podcast oh <laughs> Constantly, lads, you need to, you need to know stuff. Well, I liked your play, but what I'd say to you is listen to season two, episode eighteen of Tuna Boot, uh, because that's how you'll find out how Australian people talk. <laughs> yeah, nah, <I> can't. <laughs> that's what you're missing. <laughs> that yeah. Right, Liam. One more subject. Take us home. Uh, one, one second, I want to check something first. Take me home. It was actually Can't season two, episode seven, that was the Australian one. I That's thought that bad. you just took that off the top of your head. I did, yeah, I didn't have that prepared. <laughs> season two, episode seven. If you ever want to write an Australian accent, season two, episode seven. When was Bird Week? If you ever want to write a character who's a bird... Uh, that would have been... Oh, the the episode before season two. Episode yeah, season six. two, episode six. If you want to write a t- perfect bird character, <laughs> that's the way. You know, uh, Sesame Street actually took inspiration from our bird week to write um, Big Bird. Mm. That's true. They actually mm. consulted us when they were they were making Big Bird because they didn't want to like just plagiarize us. Yeah, it was tough. It was tough to get a hold of us considering we were thirty years not born yet. But I think. <laughs> I think we did a good job. What once they met David Tennant, they were sorted. <laughs> and uh, we've gotten onto the Muppets, which means. <laughs> what's your? Uh, do you have a topic to speak about? Um. Do you have a last thing? Subscriptions. Subscribe to our podcast. Yeah, actually, yeah. Subscribe to our podcast because I don't think we said that at all today. <laughs> no, no, no. We forgot about it. Um. But yeah, like. So I'm subscribed to quite a few things now and sometimes I'm on other people's subscriptions and that. Do you think 
So I'm 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 thinking about this in two ways. We either make everything subscriptions, or none of it subscriptions, because I think that if we made everything subscriptions, that'd be class. You know, we I... we pay taxes, I we agree. pay our bills, we subscribe to Netflix, subscribe to Spotify, and all that. You know what? I I know that I can probably spend about a tenner a week on food if I really wanted to. You just have different yeah. buying in points and they send food to your flat, that would be so much better. Yeah. Well, you know, if uh, if any places that do send food to your flats, hello fresh, fancy sponsoring us <laughs> we'll we'll give you go to Hello Fresh and uh, <laughs> and type the word tuna for thirty percent off your first three boxes, <laughs> but HelloFresh don't sponsor us, so fuck them. They're shite. I agree, though. I think every if everything subscription sort of base, it is cheaper. It's mm-hmm. a cheaper way to do things. It's yeah. It's capitalism. It's taken us all in, and we're all suckers for it because you know we have Amazon. We have some sort of like now TV, Sky Go. We've got Amazon. Uh, we've got Netflix. Yeah, you know, and then we get access to BBC, 4OD, and then a year ago Disney go, we've got one, and we all go, oh, we have to get this now. <laughs> I can watch all thirty seasons of The Simpsons though. The only ones you want to watch to go, you've got on fucking DVD. But it doesn't matter because I can do it now on here. I've got seventeen seasons on DVD, but I'm fucking just buying the thing and watch it all in there. That's all I've done today because I'm a consumer. <laughs> And I'm an idiot at the end of the day. We all are, you know, but subscriptions are great for that. Spotify fucking opens up your music. Amazon Music I used to have as well. Same thing. Mm-hmm. You don't need to buy anything. And the shit you buy is actual shit you want. It's not like back even when we were younger. And yeah. you'd go to the shop and you'd go, I like one song that, you know, no one the whale did. I liked five years time. I'm mm-hmm. going to buy their album so I can listen to that song more. Or put it yeah. onto my iPod or my Walkman or my fucking shitty mp3 player you remember the ones that were like 32 megabytes and you had the wee they were just wee sort of like pill looking things and you unattached that and you could put literally six songs on it it. but it was great you couldn't actually put a full album on it (laughs) (laughs) yeah yeah because i I feel like if if everything was like an opt-in subscription it'd be awesome because then you'd mm-hmm. be able to work out the like uh, minimum living wage easy. Yeah, yeah. Just like yeah. yeah, cool. All your all your stuff that you would normally go out and buy, that's now like maybe fifty quid a week, or you could spend a hundred quid a week and get the premium service and you get better quality things. Yeah, it's it still keeps to the capitalist values of the world, mm-hmm. and it's yeah, it would be fair. You could actually work out the minimum wage yeah. properly rather than just going fuck it they don't need that money yeah <laughs> uh, well interesting actually some interesting chats yeah <laughs> we've done well we've, we've done well we've done something <laughs> yes we've shafted shit together fuck you Jim we've put thumb together again <laughs> no don't fuck yourself Jim we love you we love yeah. you like a brother who's let us down horrendously uh, yeah, I was, I was actually thinking about this the other day. I think you're the eldest sibling and I'm the, the youngest sibling. 
<laughs> and Jim's just the disappointing middle one. <laughs> oh, you've got a flat. Well done. Well done. Well done. Yeah, yeah. Fucking <laughs> bastard. <laughs> oh, I love him. I love you, Jim. I love you, Jim. I can't wait to have you back next week when we record what we recorded two weeks ago again because of you. Thank you. Can't wait to see you. Prick. I can't wait to see you either, Dougal. Oh, Jim's back. Oh, goodness <laughs> me. He's made it back again. I hear you've been talking shit about me all day. No, Jim, it's fine. It's fine, mate. It's fine. It's fine. Don't worry about it. Have a beer. All right, I'm going to go home and watch him bruise and drink two crates of tenants. <laughs> <laughs> My God. That's, that was so, so much like Jim that I just I couldn't even... <laughs> I couldn't separate you two. That was horrible. It's <laughs> when you said he was going to go, because obviously that's all Jim does. He watches him bruise and drinks two crates of beer tenants <laughs> every night. That's literally his life. <laughs> he sets aside those like two, three hours at the end of the night just for that. Yeah, sometimes, sometimes he just puts a tent in the back garden for Becky to go to. Because he wants to watch him bruise and have a couple of crates of tenants to himself. <laughs> I mean, full disclaimer, he doesn't. (laughs) (laughs) She comes in from her work at like half one in the morning and the door's locked with a sign in it just saying, out to the tent. (laughs) Yeah, it's the tent for you, bitch, exclamation mark. (laughs) Um, Well, what a lovely way to end this. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Thank you for listening to me and Liam talk shite again, covering for Jim, essentially, for an hour. Um, please like and subscribe if you don't I'm sure Jim will say something violent next week (laughs) Uh, get you on no thank you like and subscribe all that we're getting we are and I promise this we are going to finish season 3 pretty quickly after this one the next two episodes will be the last two episodes of season 3 and And that is a promise yeah even if Jim's not going to be there for them we're just going to finish it. We'll just speak about his music without him there. It's well, I'll, ju- I'll just pretend to play Jim as well. That's fine. Oh, yeah. Well, of course, you know. Uh, his music master. history will be fucking banging. Yeah. <laughs> it's just like, yes, well, when I was three, <laughs> I was listening to fucking D- Dion Whitley. <laughs> After the age of 15, I've just sat and had my two crates of tenants and watched in Bruges. I've not listened to music in years. <laughs> Arctic Monkey was on the TV once. <laughs> I liked him, but he wasn't in Bruges, so I didn't care for him. <laughs> I hope Jim finds this funny. <laughs> and on that note, <laughs> um, thank you for listening. I have been Dougal. I have been Liam. You've and I've always to... been Jim. You've listened to Tuna Boot Does Talk About Does Tuna Boot Does Just Us. Thank you. Peace <laughs> and love and everything you want. Good night. Bye. Chinaboot. Skish, skish, belush, motherfuckers. <laughs>